right, folks. Celebrate good times because the Bebo Boys have hit their 50th episode. Can you believe it? We have done 50 episodes of this podcast. Creighton, I can't believe it, honestly. We started this back in November 2020, middle of the pandemic. And who would have thought that it would have taken off like this? Well, I say taken off as a relative term. But uh, we, we, we have hit 50 episodes, and not a lot of podcasts can say that. No, and it didn't, it didn't fall flat on its face, as the great Al Michaels said. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, we've been able to generate over 1,000 plays, and we've even gotten a Texas football player on the podcast. And, of course, we've been able to reel in Jamal three or four times now, and, you know... Could have been, I mean, could have started out and have been absolutely god-awful and quit it after 10 episodes. But True. here we are. Here we are, two years in, more heartbreak than ever, and oh. we're still we're still Horns fans. We are still Horns fans. The heartbreak is extremely accurate. And speaking of Jamal, on this episode, we are going to talk, of course, Texas baseball. You know, the only team that I feel like doesn't break our heart. The only team that brings in a substantial amount of money to the university that doesn't break our heart because track and field's good, <laughs> yeah, swimming's really, good, really. tennis is good, golf is good, <laughs> rowing is good. So you I had, had to really to, go around that. You had to, you had to, I mean, you have to, you know, work around that because technically there are teams on this campus that don't break our hearts and we love them for that. Uh, but we're going to talk baseball, we're going to talk basketball uh and the fact that i went to the kansas game and it was awful to watch in person but uh there there are some good parts uh i promise i know that you know i rip on them sometimes and i i will rip on them here but there are some good parts this team's going to the ncaa tournament big picture as a an old acquaintance slash person we had to interview right. in college with who say, is, big picture who is now literally with with still the longhorns with us. Yes. <laughs> he is still with us uh and then of course like i said jamal brown jamal is going to be on the episode we figured 50th episode why not bring in our best guest our most fun guest and you're not going to want to miss that interview i promise you you will not want to <laughs> miss that interview so it's let's get ridiculous. started Oh, it's it's incredible. Oh, like honestly, like I wouldn't blame you if you skipped to the interview, but please don't. <laughs> we got some good baseball talk coming up right now. So, Texas baseball uh, coming into last week undefeated. They had games against Sam Houston State, uh, number seventeen Tennessee, and number seven LSU, and then unranked UCLA. Uh, real quick, because I'd rather talk about the weekend over the mm-hmm. meaningless non-conference crap against uh same houston state yeah they kicked the crap out of same houston state they won uh 10 to 2 and they didn't even pl- they pitched like guys that probably won't see the field very much in conference play uh so you know kudos to us for taking care of business uh let's move on <laughs> once again the battle of the uts who is the real ut it started last uh last summer in omaha with Texas and Tennessee playing each other in the College World Series. Texas won that one. We're the real UT. Then it went to the hardwood. Texas versus Tennessee. We won. We're the real UT. And what was going to happen? 
this time. Let's see. So, Pete Hansen on the mound for the Longhorns. Uh, Camden Sewell on the mound for the Tennessee Volunteers. And as Pete has already done many times this year, he dominated. He dominated. Mm-hmm. And what what can you start? I mean, what can you say about this this pitching staff? He only gave up five hits, one run, walked one person in six innings, struck out five. Pete Hansen is one of the top five pitchers in America, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Yeah, I love him on the mound, and uh, the entire pitching staff's like collective ERA is just like something to marvel at. The fact that it's been that low, uh, even though they uh, this was their first chance to play ranked teams the fact that they were able to hold 11 or it was one two uh, one two three four teams to basically no runs outside of a few games is just quite impressive and i think that a lot of going into that uh the shriners hospitals college classic a lot of people were like oh well you know ut yeah they played alabama sure and rice but those guys weren't ranked rice hasn't seen uh a college world series or you know a playoff berth them quite some time uh, we're not quite some time i mean by that i mean a few years and they were like well you know this is their first true test and they came in and i think at at the beginning i mean it was i mean it was an adjustment and uh tennessee did hit that home run but i i i think that the best thing that could have happened for Texas, um, I do, I honestly do not believe that they win this game, Joe. By the way they did seven to two, if Trey does not hit that home run in the bottom of the fifth, I think that that was such a massive answer for the Horns. Uh, just after they've only been trailing twice in their entire season, I believe once was to Sam Houston, uh, and then they you know scored ten straight or nine straight, whatever it was, and. And then this time against Tennessee, and Tennessee did something that nobody else other than Alabama once has been able to do, and that's hit a home run. Uh, and I think that the when Trey stepped up to the bat, the plate, sorry, and answered that home run with a home run of his own, I think that that was a massive statement by saying, yeah, we're not the Texas that you can just rattle, and you're going to be able to beat us down the stretch. You're going to have to really try hard because we still got a lot of firepower. And that's what they did, man. I mean, they came out, and I think they put Tennessee right in their place. And that was really the first time I feel like they showed the world that this is this team is not just going to go away easy. We can score much better than you can. And, I mean, again, the offense came through as well. Ivan Melendez having a double and a triple. Mm-hmm. Uh Two RBIs leading the team. And, uh, you know, Skyler Messenger at third had an RBI. Trey Faltini had that home run, which was clutch. He had two hits. He went two for three as well. Uh, Silas went one for three with an RBI. I mean, the team was firing on all cylinders. And this is the point where I was like, okay, holy cow, now we're kicking ranked teams' asses. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like, okay, this team's scary good. So... Flash forward to LSU, number seven LSU. So we go up in the rankings, and I thought this was going to be a tough game. I really did. And but Tristan Stevens, he is another one. He Oof. he is the epitome of college baseball pitching, and you know why? Because he pitches 
to contact. He makes them put the ball in play, and he trusts his defense. And what do you know? Five hits, seven strikeouts, no walks over seven innings. That man pounds wow. the strike zone. I mean, he pounds the strike zone. And the fact, he, yeah, the fact that you were able to get Tristan Stevens through seven innings is impressive. He had eight flyouts and six ground outs. So, yeah, I mean, the defense stepped up. That's what you got to do. They, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, like, this was definitely one of those games where if, it's funny, but, like, if you were like, okay, well, T- well, Tennessee, you know, they're top top 20, they're 17, but they're not near as good as LSU. And we had people even in our group start, you know, had started chirping a little bit and uh a lot of people were like okay lsu's top 17 now let's see what texas can do and it took two innings before i think people realized okay okay maybe so they are maybe they are on another level than everybody else because that uh i believe it was a triple home run uh to push it to Creighton, what the fuck are you saying what a triple a triple home you mean a three run home run did i really say that oh my you bad. really said a triple home run <laughs> i'm sorry i'm reading a bunch of different stats at the <laughs> i'm re- i'm taught okay here's the here's what's going on behind the scenes folks i am reading stats on other situations while i'm talking about a different situation <laughs> So when I'm reading something, if it comes out wrong, it's because I'm reading. Anyways, I'm not even whatever. It, it's a lot to explain. <laughs> but yes, thank you. Three run home run. See, I didn't even catch that because I was reading reading the summaries. Anyways, okay. So three home run, I think, was just a huge deal. That uh, everyone's gonna everyone's not gonna everybody's gonna cancel us now because we don't know our baseball because. Uh, <laughs> you no, you don't know your baseball. I know my baseball. I know it's not a triple home run. Oh my god! I'm I sorry. I like to I read while I talk. Okay, I'm I know sorry. what you're saying. Oh god, this is just the start, folks. Oh my god, twenty four uh, twenty four thousand people in attendance for this game. Yeah, that was, uh, there was a huge. Lot of it was massive. Uh, everybody was really expecting this one to be close, and I think that a lot of the times. The SEC, and rightfully so, Joe, has been deemed as a step above everybody when it comes to baseball. It has. And because of that, everybody was saying, well, LSU's probably on the same playing field as Texas. And it took Texas two innings to show them, you are not even in the ballpark of what you're playing us in. They took a 6-0 lead. LSU got, in essence, a garbage time home run. (laughs) Or not, not a home run. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, sacrifice fly. The triple home run. <laughs> no, no, that was Hodo, and that was a three-run home run, Graydon. Love it. Use use your words, but <laughs> but literally, I mean, this team is just. They're at this fine. point, at this point, I'm thinking we're going undefeated. Or honestly, oh, at yeah. this well, point, I'm thinking no reason, you have no reason not to believe that. You know, I mean. You beat Tennessee and LSU by a combined thirteen to three. When everybody thought you were going to be able to just squeak by those teams by maybe one or two runs, uh, it looked, it was, it was insane. And this is just another thing about it is that we, we have mentioned multiple times that like, no, this is the reason why Texas is going to be able to probably, possibly win every series that they're in, because it is going to be hard. Uh, for any team 
on any day to face our starting pitchers. We don't have yes. a we don't have a flaw in the bullpen from top down from the from starting pitching all the way to closers. By yeah, by the way, it was great to see Aaron Nixon. What? No, no, keep going. I'll I'll, I'll touch back on that point. But yeah, Aaron Nixon. I think there's the door some. Okay, okay. I think that there's some guys that could use some work, but I think overall, I think it's it's, it's overall. It's, you're right, correct. Yeah. But on Sunday, we saw that a lot of the young guys definitely need some work. So. I also I also believe that that game. I think UCLA just got a little got a little juice in in you know it's just one of those things. But oh yeah, but like what I'm saying is it's going to be hard for anybody on any given day, to face one of the guys that we start on the mound and win a game. 100%. No, I agree. I agree. So, hey, we're heading, we're 11-0. We're heading into Sunday. Always win on Sunday, in the words of Occupy Left Field. And, uh, yeah, we lose to UCLA uh, 5-1. Uh, now, granted, we started Lucas Gordon and then brought in LeBaron Johnson, who... Not great. Point one innings, two oh, runs. Come on, man. Rough day. Ace Whitehead didn't fare much better. I like um, him though. I think he's gonna be good eventually. He's a freshman, yeah. so yeah, he's got yeah. time. Uh, yeah, I like him. I like what he's got. His potential. I think. I and think I, he's and I talked to. Guys. I talked to. I don't know about this year. Maybe next year. No, yeah, like, yeah. Just in his career. Just, de- just needs development. Yeah. Just needs development. And they were saying on the broadcast, the dude was like a stud. High school quarterback. Oh, weren't like you too? For, you can he relate. Threw ten, he threw no. I was not a stud <laughs> high school quarterback. He he threw for like ten thousand yards. As oh my! Like yeah, no, like he could have played football probably. Somewhere. Yeah, that's recruitment level stats right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but then you know who really impressed me on the mound? Daniel Blair. Uh, two two innings, one hit, one walk. Uh, he's a junior, so I mean, are we surprised? Not really. He's had time to develop, but no, know, he's he came in. And, he came in and shut down UCLA after they got you know those uh, four runs off of Gordon Johnson and Whitehead. But uh, you know this this was you know it's a tournament, and people got to understand it's baseball. It's a long season. These games technically do not matter right now. They are not in like we probably won't see ace whitehead in conference unless we're running yeah arms. i'd be shocked we probably won't see LeBaron johnson honestly i mean mm-hmm. that's like tanner witt's gonna start the third day i don't no, know why no, this start was today, yeah this was definitely a we a, won yeah. yeah definitely a we won two games out of three we did what we needed to do let's get some guys playing yeah exactly and uh, well that's because in the days of uh the transfer portal, you know, if guys aren't playing, guys aren't happy to leave. So it's, you know, David Pierce kind of sat- satisfying everyone's, you know, need to play or whatever. And, you know, I hope none of these people leave. I hope none of these young guys leave. They're all really good. They are all really good. And they so, got a chance to – they're going to have a chance to win for years to come. I don't see why anybody would – unless you're like – I don't know. Like, I mean, it's not like you're where, – where else are you going to go that you're going to – play more and win as much other than you know like you're not going to go to Vanderbilt and just all of a sudden start playing as much you know more than you did at Texas or stuff like that right. I mean so I, I mean yeah I hope none of them transfer because they got a great opportunity not to just win this year but to win for years to come and uh as UCLA is eight and four I still I still like respect the Bruins uh and this was this was one game that like if we did lose uh 
I wasn't going to be too upset. I think we had both said, like, a good tournament outing for this weekend would have been winning two out of the three. I think we both thought that there was probably going to be a really hard chance that we go uh, a straight sweep. And if you ask me, I'm more than satisfied. I think... I think if we had beat UCLA and lost to LSU and Tennessee, I think I would have been more concerned. But we did exactly what I felt like we needed to do in the UCLA game. Not saying it was a throwaway game, but um, it was definitely one of those games that you had a lot of leeway and you you bought yourself uh, nine innings to work and see what you had with everybody. Yeah, no, I agree. And so that's why, you know, yeah, we're 11-1 now. Who cares? All that matters is winning the Big 12, and you can't do that playing UCLA. So We're still number one. Rankings came out today or yesterday. Still number one. Yeah, because UCLA is a good team, so not not entirely worried. We do have a tough matchup against Texas State. We got a home and home uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, they just took down Arizona on the road. Mm. So uh, definitely going to be a must-watch game. I unfortunately will not be able to because I will be working state basketball in Lincoln. Oh, in yeah. Snow. Who's so, the number one team? Number one team in the state. Who is it? Who's favorite? Oh, I, the, uh, give me a classification and a the, the highest one. Boys or girls. The highest the, one. Boy. Class A? We don't have any class A teams in our area, so I don't know, and I don't care. Probably an Omaha team. That sounded really salty. You I mean, I'm not really, salty. This is really personal. Oh, well, okay. I lied. Grand Island and Kearney are Class A teams, but they both did not make it to state. So does anybody? Is anybody teams. from your area have a chance to win? The, I mean, obviously they have Hastings a chance to win because they're Cecilia in. Cecilia has a chance to win the Class C two girls championship. Okay, so that are they? Are they like they're the number one seed? Okay, there you go. Oh my gosh, there we go. <laughs> he there goes. We go. I don't care. It's in Omaha or something. <laughs> Cause they, we can't do that here. I yeah, I'm excited for this game to be in San Marcos and Austin, uh, both ways. It'll this will be a fun outing. I, I love it when these teams play the Sun Belt teams. It always, for some reason, usually tends to be good games. At least one of them does. But uh, yeah, no, this will be great momentum going into South Carolina, which should play. Uh, I was about to say tough. that's going to be huge on yeah. the road in South Carolina. That's going to be a big series. But you know what? The way that we showed ourselves against Tennessee and LSU, I think that that is more than enough to say South Carolina better watch out than Texas better watch out. You know, I think that that isn't is, South yeah. isn't South Carolina like number three? Oh, they're something? up there. Yeah, they're up. There. Yeah. Um, so I let's let's see here what the. Uh, the good old Ole Miss is number two, and I think I haven't got to watch them. Not that I don't even know when their uh, what their schedule looks like, but okay, let's look here. Ar- oh, sheesh, Ole Miss is two, Arkansas is three, Vanderbilt is four. So three straight in the SEC. South Carolina, I do not see on the rankings, Joe. What? I thought they were up there. I they were so su- they were supposed to be up there. I'm gonna laugh if I if I click on this roster or the schedule real quick, and they're like one and eleven. I'm gonna really laugh at that. Wait, 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 wait for it. <laughs> oh, they're seven and four. Oh, they've lost three straight. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Oh, they lost three straight to Clemson. Oh, Clemson's oh. a Clemson's an okay baseball school. They just lost those three too, by the way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is Clemson is Clemson ranked? I don't think Clemson's ranked. Let's look here. 
Yes, they are number nineteen. Okay, so yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty good baseball school. Let me give them that. And okay. yeah, so now Tennessee's number ten. So technically, top ten win. I mean, that's that's good looking. And uh, there we go. Good lucks. Good lucks. And then uh, you know, looking real quick past, it looks like it's a South Carolina little trip for them the next. You know, you know, starting Thursday probably, and then going to like the next Thursday because they play College of Charleston. Mm-hmm. Uh, on next Tuesday, and then the Citadel on the Wednesday. So, ah, oh, that game's on little... Flow Baseball. Ah, oh. not that it mat- yeah. matters, but Flow Baseball, if, if the the Flow Network needs some work. That's all I gotta say. That's really really random, but Flow <laughs> Flow Network needs some needs some help, and so that's a bummer. That is a bummer. Oh well, uh. Yeah, any final thoughts on baseball before we move on to basketball? I think that uh, this weekend, for anybody that's upset that we are not undefeated anymore, I I think that that was I think that that's a huge thing that we can be upset that we're not undefeated anymore. There was a time last year, even though this team made it to Omaha, that we were zero and three at the beginning of the year and kind of in shambles. So, oh, and uh, also, Joe, statistically. The teams that have had this great of a start, the Texas teams that have had this great of a start, every single one of them have made it to the championship series in Omaha. Ooh, baby. Yes. So the history is is with us, and that's where our destination is. But this weekend, I think, couldn't have worked out any better. Uh, honestly, starting since Tuesday, the, the four-game slate, going three and four, I will take that any time. And the way they've done it, they're scoring in bunches, beating really good teams. And it's got me excited to actually sit down and watch every one of these baseball games, which is a weird feeling. No, I agree. I'm going to be watching a lot more Texas baseball. Um, I'm poaching a friend's uh, ESPN Plus so I can watch those games as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this baseball team, and we will see how this season continues. But let's move on to basketball. Uh, I don't know what to think of this team anymore. I don't. Because we were, you know, high on them, showing grit, showing determination, defeating TCU and West Virginia. And then they go against Baylor. And they had them. They had them. (laughs) It was close. And then just falling in the end of the Baylor Bears at home. And then, you know, to go on the road to the fog and play so good against Kansas. I mean, the defense was great. The, you cannot fault the defense at all. But we need to have some discussions about the offense. Agreed? Yeah, that's just a really – I think that's a really unfair way to – not give credit to the defense you give them like two seconds worth of time well uh, we can talk we can talk about the defense but right now it is clear (laughs) that if this team doesn't get an offense we're screwed against good teams because we still scored 63 points man okay (laughs) albeit but 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 you weren't there creighton i was there i was at that kansas game and yeah flex and (laughs) The first half looked great. Honestly, like even though we were down two at the half, first half looked great. We had actually led by six at one point. Uh, we were making our threes, which was 
you know, I was talking. I ran into a I ran into a friend at the game, uh, works in Omaha, and he was like, "Wow, you guys can't miss from behind the arc." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on because we were five of eight at from three. We were five of eight at the half. We ended up eight of twenty-two. So just like always." Shooting thirty six percent, which isn't inherently terrible, but uh, Kansas shot thirty five, so they they matched us. We know, actually pound beat pound. them in three point percentage. We actually we actually beat them in field goal too. Uh, How about that? Yeah, the problem is when it came down to, clunt, to crunch time, and you had to clutch up, or you know you're gonna lose. For some reason, Courtney Ramey felt the need to take shots that were inherently terrible. I, I I tell you what I do think it's. Yeah, I I do think. Sorry, I was thinking of the play. I do think part of it came from, the confidence he got in that one shot where he was falling away, towards the baseline. And that was, was a good shot. Around. I'll give him it that. I'll give him shot. that shot. That was no, a good no, shot. I, it was a great shot. It was a really tough shot, but I think the confidence that he gained after that, was what. Uh, players do very often where they get overconfident thinking they can score anything and i think that he fell victim to that um and it was only honestly going into overtime it was only a matter of time he never he actually never not he never got going but it was only a matter of time till abaji at least made a difference in the ball game and of course it was right you know right when they needed it most the last couple baskets of the game um you knew that he was eventually going to have his say so, and he did. He he did, and I think that overall it was a unbelievable uh, defensive performance. The fact that they were able to hold Abaji's not just the best player in the Big Twelve. He's going to have an opportunity to win the the Wooden Award for best yeah. player in the entire country, and they held that dude at the time before he had scored one basket, o for ten, o for eleven, or something like that, o for ten, and. That's huge because Abaji is what twenty average. I think he's yeah he's a twenty point average. He leads the Big Twelve, and uh, I thought they did a tremendous job on him. And really, what they did, Joe, and I know it bugs you, but they said, well, we know we can't defend inside, so we're gonna let McCormick do his thing, but nobody else is gonna beat us. And for literally probably the, uh, up to the last two minutes of the game, that's exactly what happened. And I thought that was a good job, even though uh, I you know. Wilson and uh, Brown got their points. I mean, it didn't feel that effective, to be honest with you, down the stretch. So, uh, good job on the defensive side by Texas. That's the credit they deserve, Joe. Offensively, uh, yeah, I thought I thought that what what really caused it was getting down to the end of the game, second into the second period and OT. Too much standing around, not enough moving the ball, and then oh take god, really there was jump there's, shots. there's one play. Uh, and this was, I guess, on the defensive side that Brown, he should have had an easy lay-in. It shouldn't have probably gone to – I don't think it was in overtime. I think it was in regular time near the end too. And literally oh, wide open lane. Missed the lane. They, yeah. they didn't get back at all. And I'm yeah. sitting there watching that like, what are we doing here? Like the team just – I don't know if it was the heat from that gym not having oh, AC. I was ask you. How hot oh, was it? Oh, I heard it too was hot. Least, yeah, I heard it was 80 degrees. Oh, yeah, no, it was hotter up in the rafters. Uh, 90 bucks down the drain. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's – it's, and that floor, I think I think it's because of the heat that they were slipping all over the damn place. Yeah. 
could have really been it. They need to put AC in that goddamn place. Like, is there? Wait, there's not AC. Or there's no AC. Yet? There's no AC. Whose thought was? Who, they, uh, they, they, they. We're Kansas. James Naismith went to our school and he invented basketball, so we're gonna be purists. I'd never think that. I don't think in any of his rule books did he say you can't have an AC when playing basketball. He just flat out didn't have an AC when he made basketball. I think that that's. I think that was the difference. I think if he if they had invented the air conditioning system, he would have definitely used it. What I'm what saying, it, 18, well, yeah, 18, 1880 something three, 1883, 1853. One of those two dates is when it was created. So 1880 I, something, I think. Yeah, yeah. but like, yeah. Uh, yeah. no, 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 no. They they don't they don't believe in AC at that that place. Well, and, but they do now. Well, I don't think Cameron has AC either, because if you watch that two game, they were, everyone's faces were red as hell, man. They're packed in there. So, I mean, yeah, bad. But, but back to this game, yeah, no, I mean, just standing around, the bad shots. Timmy Allen trying to play, and I've noticed this pattern this whole year. When Timmy Allen is off, Texas just looks like a completely different team. When Timmy Allen is on, when, the team's unstoppable. When Timmy Allen is off and Marcus Carr is not on the floor, this team looks awful. These guys, like when these two players are not doing their best, it gets pretty rough out there. When when Marcus fouled out, he didn't really have a great game either. I mean, he only no, had five but points. Like, the thing is, the ball moves so much better. When yeah, he's in it game. is. Yeah. No, he had a bunch of he had a bunch of good dimes. He had a, yeah. some great passes down low to Bishop, who I think had a pretty. I mean, he only had six points, but he no, had some. I, he had some pretty good some, shots. Yeah. yeah. So, uh. When Marcus Carr fouled out, I said, oh, no. Because guess who came on the floor for your Texas Longhorns with his sideshow Bob Hare trying Another. to be Jackson Hayes, but he's not. He can't even touch Jackson Hayes' jockstrap. Devin fucking ask you. <laughs> 22 minutes. 0 for 3 from the field. He had one good block. I will give him that. That's right. He that was a good block. Good. He swatted that one pretty good. Otherwise, that man looks like freaking Anthony Cook in the what? secondary. Absolutely <laughs> unaware and no idea where he is. Once again, once oh my again, God. <laughs> for, the second, for the second game in a row. I can make as much of an impact on the offensive side as Devin did. Oh, he had an offer. Second time in a row, he had an offer. I can score zero points. It's not that hard. <laughs> Creighton, I think it's time. It is time on the Bevo Boys podcast. We have not done this with the basketball team. No, we haven't. We have not done this with the basketball team, but we are designating a stooge. <laughs> and that stooge is Devin Askew. Congratulations, Devin. Yes, you're the first you join, one. You join an elite company of stooges <laughs> on this podcast who actually, and as we've said, we will yes. remove stooges, and we have. We have done we, that, and we, we want to remove Anthony them. Cook. We removed yes. Anthony Cook. We yes. want to remove stooges, but this is this is, this is is how it goes. And so, we're, you know, I, I with, with Devin, man, he... He's a great. He's a good defensive player. Like he can play defense, but well, that's why he plays. Yeah, I'm starting to think that that is about it. Because when the guy starts, like when the when the guy has the ball in his hands and he starts dribbling, you can tell that the awareness <laughs> of the shot clock completely goes away. He has once he starts dribbling the ball, he's got 
no awareness of how much he's time his, he's got left in the offensive he's in his, possession. He's in his own little world. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it is remarkable. He gets that thing down to like five seconds left, and then he realizes. You can tell he realizes. Oh, I gotta throw it up, and I think. How many shots did he have? Three? I think all yep. three of those ended up being like that. At least two of them from what I remember. Yeah. And he, didn't so, make his, he didn't make his free throw, so Oh, shame. yeah, yeah, that's right. He didn't make his free throw. And one-on-ones bugged the heck out of me with this team. But I think Devin, man, I don't know how much you need. I I would look to Actually, not okay, play wait, time him. out. He, he, he led the team in blocks. Oh, no. Well, sure. One, I mean, two, two. Two, right? yeah, two. two. Yes. Two. two. I mean, no, he's still a stooge. Sorry, nope, I can't. No, no, you know, no, no, it, no, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. He's uh, no, he's. This no, is he's, not. He's, this is not a one game basis. Like Russell Westbrook. This is, he turns the oh, ball God, over like Russell Westbrook. It's, he makes some, just some, some things. You go, what are you thinking? Like, like, mm. like some of those plays. I think the one turnover he had, Joe, was the one where he tried to bounce it in between someone's legs. Yeah, and like, and I was like, okay, cool, but it didn't work out, and so. Yeah, his problem is he is just not very aware on the offensive side. He might completely disagree, but if you check the tape, man, you can see it. You can see the minute he gets the ball, he kind of forgets for a second that there's a shot clock and he's got to go because he dribbles it way too much. And a lot of this team falls victim to that. And that's what I think really got them in in the end was just the fact that there wasn't any movement and they ended up having to take like three-point shots from just awful – looks and yeah i think well i think a lot of courtney's bad shots also came at like the end of like yeah you know the 30 seconds so i mean but there was one time and it's vivid where he had the ball he brought the ball up the whole time 18 seconds on the shot clock and put up a awkward off balance shot that just clanged and i was like dude you had so much time why did you not look for somebody why did you not you know this team sometimes the decision making on the offensive side of the ball baffles me to no oh, end. Oh, I know. And I I'm know. just, and it's so frustrating. Like it is so, it is actually much more frustrating watching this team in person than it is on TV. Like I was just upset, and like the Texas fans that I was sitting around one time actually, and I will give a gold. We're gonna give a gold star to Desu. We're gonna give yes. a gold star to Desu because I think he played great. Seven points, had a nice three. Great played great defense on McCormick whenever he was in, and I don't know why we didn't leave him in more than twelve minutes. I know yeah, he's he got, played really he's, good defense. He's been hobbled, I get that, but like no one could stop McCormick because McCormick towered over everybody. Like yeah. you know, so I think you had to have had to sue in there a little longer. Um but you know, gold star for him. Uh but one time like he made a really nice basket. And I, I literally yell, where the hell has that been all season? And the Texas fans go, I know, right? And so, <laughs> like, so like we're not the only ones seeing this, folks. Like, everyone's seeing, you know, how this team is playing on the offensive side of the ball. And I was talking to my buddy. I said, if we had an offensive game, this team's top five in the nation. Well, because the defense is top ten. The t- yeah, the defense is top ten. Statistically. And, well, I don't think it's great giving up three double doubles, but I mean, you know, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's okay. To that, I'm glad you said that because I do think that there's there's some you got to put some preference on it because it was Baylor and it was Kansas. <coughs> no, no, Kansas, no, 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 no. Kansas and Baylor are both fighting at the moment to be, especially Kansas, to be number one seeds. Not just in the Big Twelve, obviously that's locked up, yeah. but in the NCAA's. I think that yeah, that, okay. I think you've got to really, really. 
just remember that, Joe. This is a Kansas team that we're talking about, not I know, Iowa but, State. Or but Kansas you literally, State. but literally, David McCormick. You gave up twenty-two points to David McCormick, and t- he well, had a double-double. Jalen Wilson had a double-double. Uh, freaking Brown, Brown had, had a, a double-double. You let that kid get eleven rebounds? Are you kidding me? Yeah, the rebounding. Look at his fucking picture on ESPN. Rough. This dude looks like his daddy as okay. a, a lawyer. He's a good player, though. Don't give him that. He's God a good player. bless. I mean, come on. Player. Yeah, I don't care. Him, him, and Lightfoot look like players who would have played for Kansas in 1950. Okay, Ch- changed my mind. Have you seen a picture <laughs> of Mitch Lightfoot? Have you seen a picture yeah. of Mitch Lightfoot? Yeah, yes. literally looks like freaking the guy who played Pat Riley in Glory Road. I mean, oh my God. like I'm not like the hair and everything. It's it the the height. It, I watched Glory Road yesterday. Did you? And what do you think? I'm, what do you think? Am I <laughs> wrong? Funny. Am That's I wrong? Funny. Yeah, he fucking looks like he could have played but for I 1959 I mean, Kentucky. They still held. I mean, like not that it's a good thing that they lost, but I mean it was Kansas they're playing against. So like I think that if this team can show that they can do this against the Baylor and the Kansas and hold it close, I mean. They're gonna have a chance, and I think that if they if they can just you know do that, put it together, I think they can make some kind of noise in the tournament. I mean, it's it was they played two really tough teams, so I mean, okay, they they excuse it. It sounds like I am. I just I expected so like we have high expectations for this team and. You know, a lot of people had high expectations for this team coming into this year, and to kind of just see them still not figuring it out on the offensive side as we've ended the regular season is very concerning, especially no, going into is. the Big Twelve, going into the Big Twelve tournament, and they have TCU up first, and TCU's a scrappy little team. They almost I beat Kansas at home. Oh, they Big beat Kansas at they beat, they beat Kansas uh, at TCU. I mean. So TCU is going to be a tough fight. Like Texas cannot come out and have poor shot selection. Devin Askew cannot come out and score zero points in twenty-two minutes. Marcus Carr <laughs> they, cannot foul out. Yeah, no. Kidding. Timmy Allen cannot bad. go two for fifteen from the field. No, definitely okay. Yeah, no, definitely like that. No, you can't. I. Um, I okay, so Texas is sitting, I believe, right now, teetering on the five-six spot. For the uh, tournament, and I, if they win two games, I think that that's enough. I think that that's enough to get them. It is enough to get them a five seed. I might be enough to get them a four seed. They might have to get to the championship, but if they can, if they can, if they can win those games, I feel good about Texas's chances being a four or five seed. I'm interested to see what a six seed brings because then that puts you against the team. An 11 seed, and Lord knows, isn't that the yeah that that's one of the ones that we've seen over the past few years be an issue for teams. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a little nerve wracking. It is, and uh, I hope that they can do something in this tournament. I think that they can do something in this tournament. I I do feel uh, I feel good. I feel good about the TCU uh, matchup. The fact that you know we uh, we just came off a win against them i think is a big confidence booster did we beat them twice yeah we beat them twice the first time by 23 the next time by nine so we haven't really i mean we've been able to really well, pull we, away. we struggled against most we struggled against yeah but we pulled away we pulled yeah. away and so yeah we did i ah it's an 11 a.m start holy god 
I just saw that. It's I'm 11 so sick of 11 a.m. starts! <laughs> Why are we doing that? And, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's... I think if Texas can win a couple games, I think they'll be locked in as a four seed. Definitely a five seed. But the thing is, Joe, I mean, now that we, we have Chris Beard, we switched coaches, whole staffs, and team, basically. I mean, this is a brand new team. I, I think to say that we got 21 wins is a nice is was you know yeah, we could first, have easily been we could have easily been rebuilding this year but we, we could have yeah we did it and for the first time in four years i believe a texas team has gotten over 20 wins and yep, so you're right. i think that that is i think that's good to look at if you're a horns fan uh degrading this basketball team like you have over the past 40 minutes uh, you know, so I think I think it's good. I to know, look at it I know. <laughs> it they like it's just like I said. It's frustrating, it's frustrating it's because frustrating. they can be so much more, and you can see it that they can be truly one of the greatest teams in this nation right now. And to just be like so close and not have it all together on the offensive side just is really frustrating. I'm but you're right. Gonna, this is yeah. this is still a good team. This is still a team that will compete in the Big Twelve tournament and compete in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still gonna toss it up to not having a strong enough non-conference schedule. You, you, I will never I think, believe that. That's I, not believe that's not what the reason. That, that let's see the reason. if we take away the non-conference. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah. nine, eight ten, eleven. Eleven wins came in that easy non-conference schedule. Oh my God, we could have been like eight a, losses. Eight losses could. Eight losses came in the Big Twelve. So out of the ten we had. Yep. Yep. And the two that we lost to were ranked teams. I just hate that we yep. played. I don't like the schedule we played. Um, but I am glad we played in the Big 12 because I think that that is made a lot of things is going to make a lot of things easier. I swear, once we get past this Big 12 tournament, I just have a big feeling that the first round and possibly the second round is going to feel not like a cakewalk. I don't want to say that, but man, I think it's going to be a little less tough than what we've been having to deal with. Don't, the past don't say four. it's a cakewalk because we thought Abilene Christian was going to be a cakewalk. So. Yeah. 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 Well, but it's not, all right. It's not Texas unless we cut into the that's, of, of all teams that's, in the world we cut into the Duke game. That so. is that is true. Well, you know, so they play TCU on Thursday at eleven thirty AM in Kansas City. Oh. Uh so we'll just have to wait and see how they do in the tournament. But they're going to make the NCAA tournament, so we're not worried about that. Yeah, we're just yeah, worried yeah, about seeding. We're just, we're just yeah. worried about seeding at this point. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see, Creighton. I hope they put it all together. I really do. If they can put it all together I, in the Big 12 tournament, oh, it's over. It's going to be a great march. Well, I believe that they're going to be facing Kansas in the semifinals. So wait, that oh, hey, that'd, be you... nice, that'd be nice to get uh, revenge on them. I do think that, like I said, I'm not really, I'm not nervous about this Kansas team. I said that at the beginning of the year, I wasn't very nervous about the Kansas team. We match up well, and I think we showed it. I just think that we beat ourselves down the stretch. And so, uh, if we play them in the semifinals again, I'm, I'm gonna pick us to win. I don't think, I mean, I just think that we have a, we have a way to beat them. And so, I think we beat TCU though. Looking at that first year, I think we beat TCU. We move on, and I think you become a happy Horns fan again. I mean, I am a happy Horns fan. I just, it was not, it's not nice paying $90 to go watch your team lose and then everyone's yelling at you and throwing the horns down. Joe's mad because he didn't have any air conditioning. Yeah, that too. That was really frustrating because, like, there's windows 
yeah. and like the sun was setting and the sun was coming right through the windows right on our seats so it was just even hotter <laughs> oh my god what so absolutely terrible the fog's still a great arena but absolutely terrible get some air conditioning kansas you guys suck uh, <laughs> one one quick thing before we move into jamal uh we are still three and one in the last four games against kansas yeah, we're great. Yeah, we have yeah. To say, we they were really... all trying to. All my Kansas friends were trying to talk shit to me, and I was like, "Guys, oh, no. we're three and one over the last four games." And then they were like, "Oh, you sound like a Nebraska fan bringing up the past." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, we beat you this year." Yeah, yeah, no, you like, guys went what... one and one against us. <laughs> like, we just we just won a month ago. I mean, literally a month ago. So. Actually, I think by the same by the same uh, difference. Oh no, we won by no, three. It was a three point game. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't no, care. no, but yeah, no, we, we, we won, we beat this team, and uh, I don't know why that everybody all of a sudden thought that it was just like, yeah, no, it, I mean, I, I didn't get that. that didn't make we, any we sense took, to me. we took Kansas to overtime on their senior night. I mean, come on, that's, you know, like yeah. as, as much crap as I talked about this team, I mean, that's still impressive. Like I, I said, this defense right. is great. This defense is great, and I love this, you know, you know, I hate this team, but I love this team. It's, I'm always going to root for them. Even Devin Askew. Uh, but it's just, like I said, just frustrating to see the offensive woes. And I, I feel like they're going to figure it out. I hope they yeah. do. I don't know if it was senior day or what, but that's, that stadium seemed a little bit more hopped up than it usually is. Dude, honestly, it, it, was, really... it was weird. It was it was pretty yeah. hopped up, but like yeah. they, did, they do the rock chalk before the game. Yeah. They were like all off key and like off timing. <laughs> And I was like, this is pathetic. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, it felt, come on. Yeah, it just felt like they had, like, a vengeance against us that I didn't quite understand. Oh, well, everyone has – it's the Super Bowl, baby. It's You're Texas right. is in town. It's it the Super seemed, Bowl. They seemed so much more excited than I thought they would be. And I was just like, this feels really weird that they're getting this hyped up. Yeah, but, no, they – God. I wonder if they cried like the Duke fans. Anyways. Uh, no, they won. We beat Kansas. I mean, we beat Texas. <laughs> Duke cried because they lost. Joe, what are you talking about? Well, I know, but what I'm just uh, – never mind. Uh, what, yeah, well, that, that that could be a whole other thing. We can get it. We could get into that. Whatever. I'm just saying those fans are freaking wild and emotional. Like, I could see them crying because they, they won, okay? Because they beat Texas. And they, kept, they played the damn – overtime win in the football game on the jumbotron and then and then the and then the the account was it barstool kansas or no it might have been kansas basketball was like we love overtime and they played the freaking clip and i hate you brendan schooler anyways we have a treat for you guys because now it is our 50th episode can you believe that crane i I know we've we've no yeah you texted me earlier joe texted me earlier and he's like what do you want to do for our 50th yeah i I honestly thought it was next week and i go wait it's our 50th i can't i know i keep bringing it up but it's our 50th so we have a special guest you guys know him you guys love him jamal brown is back on the podcast and he has some interesting stories to tell us check it out so on this special edition 50th episode of the Bevo Boys, we have brought back one of our favorite – actually, he is our favorite guest. Very, very much so one of our favorite guests. Very much so always a friend of the podcast. Jamal Brown, welcome back to the podcast. I'm always happy to be here to shed some love and some ignorance to the people who desperately need to hear some. <laughs> so, Jamal, 50th episode, we, uh, we'll talk some Texas stuff, but uh, – Let's, uh, we want some, we want to bring some fun into this episode. Jamal, you told us before 
you were around the football team back in the uh, back in the 2000s. And we want to know if you have any stories of, you know, what a great time it was to be around a winning football team. Man, I could tell you some things about the Longhorns back in the Dizay. So I want to structure all of this by saying, if you don't believe me, shut the hell up, because I was a firsthand witness. <laughs> I was young, but I wasn't that young. I was young enough to remember some of this. Of, right. the pe- of the people, we can just start off with some of the people I met on the sideline. Okay. On the sideline. Obviously, I met Mac Brown. I met a future strength conditioning coach of many teams now at USC, Benny Wiley. Yeah. I met Mad Dog. I met Mark Henry. Why Mark Henry was on there, I do not know, but he was there. He's I, a lo- wait, no, he's a Longhorn fan, I think, or he went there. No, nah, the yeah, he's he's he went there. Yeah, I, I was still confused why Mark Henry was there. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't ready to see that. I saw Carl Malone. Don't know why Carl Malone was there. <laughs> yeah, okay, that I was saw there. Carl Malone. <laughs> I me I being in eighth grade, I was roughly five foot eleven. I met Fozzie Whitaker. I am great friends with Fozzie Whitaker. No one explained to me that he was on the team at the moment and he was not <laughs> someone's muscular little brother. <laughs> Fozzie was 5'6". How am I supposed to know these things? No one explains this to me. <laughs> I talked shit to Colt McCoy inadvertently. <laughs> um, what you, you say to Colt? Look, I told him going into I think it was 07 07 he had some competition at quarterback um it was one of my good friends John Childs and I didn't think he was taking me serious until I was just messing around with my cousin around their locker and he walked up to me and said hey which one of these guys is my competition and I was like him and he gave <laughs> John a glare I was like I think I I think I should have shut up that I could tell you I will tell you the exact story of we're going to keep this player unnamed because it was an embarrassing thing I witnessed we're also not going to name the player who knocked said player out but I will say his last name rhymes with Acapo believe it believe it got it got it and there was a story of a offensive lineman saying, I block you all the time. You ain't shit. Mm-hmm. I Famous should be last playing words. more than so-and-so as an offensive lineman. Said backup offensive lineman got knocked out in the mess hall. In, I don't know if they call it dining pavilion, whatever the hell you want yeah. to call it. Yeah. In front of the team. I believe one or two coaches were there. And they just helped him up, walked him back to the locker room, and that was it. Nothing else happened. It's enough for you. That's that's really funny. Well, first of all, why would you talk shit to that player who was not named? Uh, being the player who was not named might have been one of the best players in uh, Texas history. Yes, but the thing was, he's an offensive lineman, so he himself isn't big he's not little so it's not like Akapo's yeah. size is intimidating to him like right w- when you're a left tackle 
or when you're when you're a lineman, like no seeing an outside linebacker D end, like okay, we're both mid. What that got to do with me? Right. So yeah, I, I witnessed that. I'm like twelve. Never seen, <laughs> I'm like twelve. Never seen a grown man be knocked out before, but did that day. Oh my god. It was an event. The first time I saw Mac Brown yell at a player, I was not prepared to see it. Because Mac Brown looks like this sweet old grandpa. Yeah, like, I know he, he looks like he could be honestly though, when like when they have when you see still frames of him like serious and stuff, I could see there's like a little bit there's an underbelly to Mac Brown where it's like if you piss him off, see, God be I, with you. I, Mac Brown, he's like the anti Nick Saban. Like you can look at Nick Saban and be like, I, I don't want problems. I don't. I don't yeah, that's true. I feel like Mac Brown. Everyone has their limit, but I feel like Mac Brown was the guy where I got four strikes before he really gets pissy at me. <laughs> right. That was. I, I was not prepared. It might have been. I believe it was Aaron Ross. Oh wow! I believe it was Aaron Ross. I saw get yelled at. That's crazy that uh, that Mac Brown. I mean, I I expect him. I expect him to like to yell at players, but I wonder how often it actually happened. But you you know, it's just he seems like he's such. I mean, maybe you know. I mean, he probably is like a sweet guy compared to most people. But like to have him yell at you at some point, you it seems like you really got to get under his. His skin to get him to that point. It was it was just a level of ass chewing I had not <laughs> experienced yet. I'm I'm still in middle school at this point. Like my middle school coach doesn't yell at me like that. My little league coach hasn't yelled at me like that before. The way Mac Brown did that, man. And again, we know now that college kids are kids. They are not. Yeah, more so than ever. You start to realize that they don't all. They can't all be treated like NFL players. I mean, they, some of them need to get, you know, babied sometimes. So, Except Quan Cosby. Quan Cosby was 26 his senior year. That was a grown man. You, you, you're not a kid anymore. Quan Cosby was a grown man. Would you like me to tell you who is the favorite, my favorite Longhorn for the dumbest reason possible? Please enlighten me. Another standout defensive player who unfortunately did not have an NFL career. Sergio Kendall. Okay. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Me and Serge was cool for the dumbest reason. Okay. What was I handed him Gatorade when they would only give him water once. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, I'm literally at practice. I'm trying to stay out the way. I'm just on the sideline and he comes out for a breather and he goes to the water cow to get some water. And he, he's talking to the trainer. He's like, man, can I get some Gatorade? I need a little something. They're like, nah, you don't need none. It's just practice. And then there's me 10 feet away with my lemon lime, the old <laughs> nipple bottle, squeeze of Gatorade in my hand. He's like, what's up, little homie? Can I get a swig? <laughs> and it's like three-fourths full. I'm not tripping, so I toss it to him. Oh my god! He catches it, and he takes a squig. It is only like half the bottle left. Again, it's Texas. I'm reaping all the benefits. They got refrigerators stocked and shit. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. 
And like it was that was like Thursday. So Saturday, I'm still there for the game. And I'm walking out with my cousin. And I'm just saying hi to the players who like have seen me around to say what's up to me. Yeah. And Serge sees me and he said, Hey yo, little homie, you want this? And he hands me his box of Chick-fil-A meal that they get after the game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Again, I'm 12. <laughs> this is the coolest thing in the world to me. <laughs> and from then on, Serge became my favorite Longhorn. How about that? I thought he was going to hand you his jersey, bro. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, kid, catch. <laughs> me, Joe. Thanks, Serge. <laughs> Thanks, Serge. <laughs> Oh yeah, the big Joe commercial. <laughs> yeah. Looking back looking back, I should have took a few jerseys. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, okay, well, explain to the people how were you able to just get this access? Because you're like, I'm at I'm at practice, I'm on the sideline. I'm twelve. <laughs> so it all started in I believe the year two thousand six. My cousin was the was not only the top rated offensive lineman in the country, he was like the fourth best player in the country. And your cousin's, South your, Grand Prairie. Your cousin's name? Out of South Grand Prairie, his name is Trey Allen. Yep, and I it, I actually remember that name. I didn't know he was your cousin, but I remember that name. I remember him being very highly rated. I know ball players everywhere, Joe. <laughs> ball players everywhere. So when you're the most highly touted recruit of that class you know they're gonna roll out um the red carpet and my dad um my dad was basically like a second father to trey so he was around all the time he was my cousin but he was more like like having an older brother so i when he was around and he would go on visits and when he was on the team (laughs) i was on team think of it you could think of it as um Jordan and Jackson Shipley. Ah, I'm reading his. I'm looking into his two four seven right now. And you can <laughs> just, see a million. The, number, the number one offensive guard in the entire nation. Yeah, and, and I would. I am proud to say I am one of the reasons he did not choose Notre Dame. You know, there he you rated go. At a nine nine. He rated at a point nine nine five. That's crazy. Because. You know, what happened, man? We what happened to getting .995 offensive linemen? Because it definitely. Fell oh, I see off here. Notre, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas A and M. Well, one of the big issues was named Adam Ulatowski. Uli <laughs> was a monster, and it came from a mix of things: a mix of some injuries, um, some just un inconsistent play by the O-line as a whole wouldn't allow him to solidify in one position. Trey played every position on the offensive line except center at Damn. one point. And hell, even at one point, um, they were so thin at the end, he moved to the end because he was just a good athlete. Right. Man. So I could chalk in the most respectful way, I would say we could chalk it up to um a master of none, but really good at multiple things. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, I, would... 
so I could say that's probably one of one of the things to just sometimes things just don't work out. Trey didn't want to transfer and hey, things happen. But he got the Longhorn degree. No, he sure did. I wish I wish I got by the Bruce Longhorn Chambers. Oh, wow. Dang. <laughs> We're going Dang. back blast to the past. <laughs> I'm reading all of his six four, three hundred and five. Oh my. Impressive. That's pretty now, uh let me ask, is the picture you're looking at, does he have braids? It's his U.S. Army picture, yeah, with the braids. Yep, definitely had yeah. braids. He's the reason I wanted to go to the U.S. Army All-American game and not the <laughs> Under Armour one. Nice. <laughs> I love that. Nice. And did I get a swag bag from that game? can't believe I got a swag bag from that game. I have, like, three hats, like, four baller bands. Yeah, oh, I was happy. Oh, God. I was real happy with that. You were living the dream. You get to meet Mark. Did you meet Matthew McConaughey? I don't think I ever saw McConaughey. And if I did, I probably didn't know who he was. Yeah, because at that point, he was he was pretty much pretty busy. His movie career was taken off. And so. Hey, I mean, his movie career took off after Dazed and Confused, man. Well, I that, mean, it, he went from I, Dazed and Confused. It's had two iterations, to, I would say. He went, to, he went from Dazed and Confused to Angels in the Outfield, man. Come on. He was in oh, Angels in the Outfield? He was the center fielder. No, I haven't seen Angels Joe in the Outfield that. in like eight years. <laughs> yeah, he was in Angels in the Dude, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was the little kid. Fun <laughs> fact. And Daisy <laughs> Confused is a great movie. It is a great we're, movie. We're and Affleck's in that movie, yeah. We're not going to sit here and act like that movie had any kind of plot. Oh, <laughs> Daisy the, Confused the, had no kind of plot. The plot was the popular seniors all tried to beat the shit out of the underclassmen. With battles. For no other than first day or something. <laughs> and then Matthew McConaughey was just going around picking up high school chicks. That was literally the movie. That was, the, that was it. The kid, the kid came home way too late at night, early in the morning, however you want to put it. And his mom just let it just let it go and said, basically, everybody gets one. Your minister yeah. of culture right there. Your minister of culture. All right, all right, all right. God. I mean, that's that's literally that actually that line is probably what. Like, <laughs> what was that? You mean skyrocket this career? Another slightly fun thing that got me through this longhorn, you could say spotlight. Guess how many places I got into on 6th Street? I probably shouldn't have been able to get into. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. 12. How the hell that's did you tw- get yeah. into I was oh, 12 the whole time. At <laughs> okay, one point, I was, you're a 13. <laughs> at one point, I was 14. Oh, okay, 14. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just but seven I'm years also, under the limit. <laughs> okay, but I'm also 14, 6'2", and I look yeah, like I lift weights. You, he definitely true. looked older than, yeah, way older so, than yeah, he was. Okay. So in, well, also, 6th Street, I feel like there's places that you get the X's on the hands for the 18. You could probably pass your 18. Exactly. Yeah. But, so. Did I see a snake lady swallowing swords next to the midget with no hands but arms coming out of his shoulders? You better believe I did. (laughs) Classic. Hey, hey, those are people always want to go and see that stuff, man. Don't discount. I haven't been been to Sixth Street. I want to go. Do you see this face? Did yeah. did that did that explanation sound like a joke to you? No, no, really we tell you, no I believe you. You look <laughs> scarred. <laughs> it's a very 
We be scarred. I was having the time of my life. Go see the the uh, the uh, what do they call it? The Spider Woman or whatever. And uh, oh god, what else they got? I got random. I got pizza from a random place that looked like a dark alley. Was it a bad? Was it probably a bad choice to go down that alley? Yes. <laughs> I'm 14. I'm six two. Damn it! I'm invincible. No one can tell me anything. Invincible. I six two at 14. God, I didn't get to be six two until I was like. 18, like going I'm to I'm still not 6'2. <laughs> you never will be. <laughs> okay, I, maybe I'm fudging it. Maybe like 6'1. Maybe 6'1. Right, no, okay, right, yeah, okay. I was about to say, we were the same height, like senior year, I feel like. You might have had maybe an inch on me. I mean, yeah. We, we, look, we all round up. Am I really 6'2? Yeah, I'm like 6'1 and three quarters. I was, I was about six, to say, no, I, I'm about 6'1 and a half, too. Yeah, but 6'2 you know, sounds better. It sounds. And who's gonna sit there and let you explain? I'm six one and three quarters. How tall are you? I'm six one three quarters and like point five. Yeah. That this ain't the combine. You know. Yeah, you know What's your hand size? Oh my god. And then I'd be afraid. Like, don't don't worry about all that. I got little hands. <laughs> I got little hands for someone my size. I do. Oh wow. Oh my god. So okay. So you have all. Uh, let's see. So you all you met all these people. You got all this backstage access and stuff. You know what? I guess what was your favorite part of all of this, other than yeah. becoming tight with Serge because you gave him some Gatorade and he gave you Chick Fil A. The Gatorade. The gate. That that's your favorite part. There was Gatorade and Muscle Milk. Oh, okay. everywhere. So you could you just you just swiped and went on and just. What do you mean swipe? You know the swipe? It. You just you just pull it out the damn refrigerator. <laughs> yes. Pull it out the fridge. What are you talking about? Well, well I'm just saying, I mean, technically, technically, the milk and the Gatorade wasn't for Jamal because he wasn't a player. What school are you Fuck going to? You know, it's like they regulated that. I don't, if go- you're there, you're there. If you're Who was going to? I was. I'm a Gatorade addict. For those for those of you who don't know, hey, don't judge me. Some people it, drink, some people it, smoke. Admittance, like admittance is the first step. I'm very proud of you, Jamal. First step to what? I ain't changing shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it would have took Mac Brown, Mad Dog, and Benny Wiley themselves to make me put down the bottles of Gatorade. Yo, let I, me s- <laughs> right, let me let me tell you this. Uh, Joe might not know, but. Like the you're talking about they they had the ones with the twisting tops, right? No, they only had the regular one. The twisting top is just something I happened to bring into the facility that day. Okay, well, for anybody that hasn't really experienced the twisting top, the lemon lime great. twisting top goes hard. It's just about that. It's just something about that nipple tap. <laughs> something about it. I love it. <laughs> I. Eat. It goes so far. I even stole a Gatorade towel. Oh yeah, I definitely would have done something like that. Oh, yeah, it's... it was my prized possession through middle and high school. Oh my gosh! Little did I know those towels are expensive. Really? Like the little, like the mid-sized ones you see them wipe their heads with yeah. and then like throw on the back of the bench, like fifteen dollars. <laughs> That's a wow. lot for a towel, man. What exactly? So when I stole it, I made sure, like, hey, no one touches my towel but me. Even when my dad would try to wash it, like, hey, I got this. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm, I didn't even want to put it in the washing machine. I wanted to just get some hand soap 
and then just do it doing the sink. It was harder to steal a Gatorade bottle. It, it was. Oh, oh, I like those Gatorade bottles. Like this. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah, you scored it. Yeah. yeah, you do. I got one of those. I'm proud of that. <laughs> I mean, that. now they sell them at five below, so it ain't, it's no big deal. But at <laughs> the time. <laughs> oh, I did get some of their little gummy energy snacks that they use. Oh, I've always oh, wanted yeah. those. I've always wanted those. I've had the Gatorade ones, yeah. I got they theirs weren't always Gatorade. They had they had the Gatorade ones. They had these little packets that were like energy. They were like honey kind of things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tasted horrible. Yeah, the Plus. honey ones don't taste good. But the Gatorade shoes, oh yeah, I was so happy to get those. <laughs> they had them in cool blue, a flavor that nobody can fully describe, but it's there. That sounds good, actually. You know, they took Joey away the No one can fully describe the flavor that is cool blue. I dare someone to. <laughs> I dare someone. He's got a good point, honestly. Like, what is that flavor? I mean, because you can, like, lemon lime tastes like lemon lime. Fruit punch tastes like fruit punch. What is cool blue? Fruit punch tastes like red. Yeah. Fruit... Tastes like red? <laughs> like, you ever had just a generic red juice drink? It, it, it tastes like red. Tastes like some red. Yo, man, this tastes like red. It tastes like red. I've had something lavender flavored, and it just tastes like... Tasting colors, folks. Y'all never... You can't tell me you never tasted purple. Because it tastes like purple. Because it's lavender tasting like purple. Like, I, I could use some of that right now, for real. I, I, oh. let, let, let me ask you this. You know there's a difference between grape juice and grape drink, right? Yeah. Right. What does grape drink taste like? Fizzy? Purple. <laughs> grape yeah, dude, drink was... tastes like purple. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why this is so funny to me, but <laughs> we have broken. We have broken Creighton. Banana tastes like <laughs> banana. Yellow does not have a taste. Yellow. How does that? How does that work out? How does yellow? How does it? Yo, it's taste. Yo, this tastes like indigo. <laughs> All right. This is not a Roy G. Biv conversation. This is just specific color. Has specific taste. Oh, my God. Yo, yo your drink tastes like till. <laughs> I can't. I'm dying. I can say something. I have one, uh, other, I have one other thing that can break Creighton. Okay. <laughs> Did I ever explain to y'all why we don't need the letter K? No. <laughs> no. The letter K is useless in English. Because let me ask you this. What does K do that C doesn't? <laughs> oh, shit. <geez. laughs> That's a good point. Nothing. <laughs> K, K doesn't make any other sounds either. It just makes that one sound. And that one sound is the same as C. 
you know what? You know what? He's not kidding. He's not kidding. <laughs> Why oh. is not tweeting yet, Jamal? That, that, that could be a viral tweet. Viral tweets are annoying. I've been there before. <laughs> I guess it's an aesthetic kind of thing, right? That's it just other than the fact it looks, it would look weird without it's it. It's gonna bother me, actually. <laughs> oh my god! And I have proof because in Morse code, they only have twenty-five letters because C and K sound oh the same. God. That's gonna bother me because that's like no joke. Like, or you like, could say, why does C not exist? Because K makes the same sound, but C makes other sounds. C oh, you're right. That's true. That's true. So it's like. K has one job, but C can do a lot of things. K has one job, but C already does that job, and C yeah. comes first, so K can go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you looking there a little, little lost there, Joe. You all right? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, I've gone, we've gone from tasting colors to. What a, man, this is this is why I love having Jamal on the well, like, What happens, right? like, 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 most random colors yo you, yo your drink tastes like gambage like you start naming first all of all these... what color is gambage <laughs> uh, that... 17 obscure colors you've never heard of this is supposed to be a longhorns podcast and here Gamba... we are gambage sounds like a species from middle earth that is <laughs> your not your drink okay. tastes like atrovirons all right now you're making stuff up now you're making this, stuff up atrovirons is a till color means dark green just say dark green then. Oh Just my god! Just say dark green. So this is a okay. podcast. This is a Longhorn <laughs> podcast. That's true. That's true. Okay, Longhorn color history. Do you know why we use burnt orange? Oh yeah! No! 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 Uh, uh, because something with the wash back in like the early, like back in the day, something happened with the wash and it came out burnt orange and they were like, okay, well, that's our color now. Our jerseys were light, were a normal shade of orange and it was just expensive to keep cleaning them. So yeah. we adopted this darker shade of orange. Oh, okay. So look cleaner longer. Then we patented it or stuck our name on it. That's right. We, pat- <laughs> we patented it. We patented it and Nike patented it. And now uh, our high school was not allowed to have Under Armour uniforms because they could not legally right. make that color. That's right. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, shit, you're works. right. That's why Bowie was always Nike. Yeah, that's they right. Were, they were Under Armour for like a year. But Under Armour legally could not make them burnt orange jerseys. They could make them white jerseys with burnt orange aesthetics, like the numbers in the name, but yeah. they couldn't make them a full orange jersey. Which is stupid. Well, they own the color. How the hell you own the color? Yeah, they own the color. It's what it is. Well, no, no, I'm saying it was stupid for Bowie not to have a burnt orange jersey because it's just like a white, like all we got is white jersey, black jersey. Like, I mean, they had orange. They just, Under Armour had to be okay with that. Hey, man, we got to use these Nike ones from last year because we, we don't have nothing else. Right. <laughs> nice. Oh, what a yeah, time. Off the rails. So, Creighton, I'm just saying, how is uh, tasting a color so much different than owning a color? The hell you own a color. (laughs) I mean, it's like a power move. I, you know, it's like, hey, I own a color. I mean, who else does that? Aggies would. 
Yeah, they so, would. Wouldn't they? I mean, they have a whole other Aggie school that still uses that maroon color. That's true. They do. You're absolutely right. Oh my god, I'm. That tastes like purple. That is so good. That is so Look, good. If you try anything lavender flavored, I dare you to tell me it does not taste like purple. Okay. I mean, I, I had lavender I'm, ice cream one time, and it tasted like lavender. And lavender is a shade of what? <laughs> purple. Oh God. Oh, my God. Well, this has been very, very enlightening, Jamal. It's, man, I'm kind of jealous, honestly. He's gotten to hang out. He got to be friends with Serge. He got to, you know, watch a guy whose name rhymes with Acapo to, like, knock out a dude. I mean, he's gotten to see all this cool stuff. It's true. And, He's been firsthand through a lot of good good content. And this, these are the good years. What what have we had to deal with? We've had to deal with sadness the last 10 years. I mean, he has too, but I mean, at least he has memories of the good times and being there. Yes. Yeah. They were, they were, the, they were the best of times. They were the worst of times. What do you mean they were the worst of times? It was a fucking great time back in the day. Yes. And now I have to deal with a quarterback who does not meet my criteria. And y'all know what my criteria is. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, wait, okay, what do you think about his the hair? The classic criteria. Talk about his hair. Uh, apparently, he took his team picture today, and Creighton said literally exotic. <laughs> Looks like the Tiger King. <sighs> that's who our quarterback is? <laughs> we have the choice <laughs> between a freshman, herd, and Joe Exotic. <laughs> Hold up, did, did um, it, it's not Carson Heard, right? That's, yeah, good. Cuts and Hudson Carr. Cuts in. Yeah, the letters hard. He he hasn't transferred yet. He's still here, isn't he? Heard no, a while ago. He was a while, while ago. Oh, <laughs> good, good. He should have played on the non-existent XFL team. Oh, good. <laughs> he had to get that jab in there anyway. <laughs> Oh, good. He he should have uh he should have been non-existent um seventeen months ago. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no, he looks like Joe Exotic on his new picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malik Murphy, uh, Quinn. Well, it's gonna be Quinn Ewers at the start of spring ball. It's gonna be Quinn Ewers, then Hudson Card, then Malik Murphy. That's yeah. that's what I'm Your thinking. Theory. It could Hudson, be it could be Hudson Card's job to lose. I don't know, but I mean, it, if we want to be super technical with it, it is. But we all know that's not how football works. Nope. Yeah, they, no. they ain't giving uh, they ain't giving Quinn Ewers convertible money to, <laughs> to sit around for to drink lavender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sir, sir, do you not know he's from South Lake? They drink yeah. Harry Winkle. <laughs> yeah, they the classy purple. <laughs> it tastes like classy purple. This tastes like rich purple. <laughs> oh my god! It, it doesn't taste like blue. It tastes like royal blue. Oh. Uh, what, what was the other one? Red. What's red? Give me, give me the, give me the classy red. <laughs> red ain't classy. <laughs> I, yeah. 
Burgundy. <laughs> nope, because Burgundy's too close to maroon. So if you get caught oh, drinking that, yes. I don't know. I guess there is no classy red, man. Red is red. I don't cardinal. Um, I'm, I'm I'm blanking on my shades of red. Uh, what is going on? I know more shades of blue than I know red. I don't like know. Welcome, ble- welcome back to uh, to uh, <laughs> art class with the Bevo boys. And, uh, we're learning our shades today. Uh, learning our different colors: red, blue, and yellow. Uh, oh my god, this has got off the rails. <laughs> my bad. Jamal, real quick before you gotta go, tell the people where they can follow you on social media and, of course, your podcast. Always plug it. You can follow you can follow me as well as any other members of my podcast on our Twitter at D1 Ignit. You can also catch me any day of the week if you want to hear more random bullshit that comes from my mouth at the, listening to the D1 Ignit University podcast on all stream platforms, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, when it comes out, whenever the hell I feel like it, because I can do that at this point. You can also catch more episodes, our live tweets, and our merch at d1ignituniversity.com. Once again, thank you, Jamal, for coming on the episode. Folks, he's not done yet. He'll be back on the episode. One of our favorite guests, like I said at the beginning. And Jamal, thank you for imposing your stories with us. We really, actually, that was really cool. That That's top, top five moments on the podcast. And uh, definitely a great way to uh, kick off and uh, keep this 50th episode going. Hey, I'm happy to be here and shed some light on some of my previous stupid experiences, as well as congratulate y'all on 50 episodes, and I hope you at least get 50 more. Thank you very much, sir. And we will definitely, like I said, have you on later. Take it easy. Hook them. Hook them. Once again, that was Jamal Brown gracing us with his presence on the podcast. Creighton, tasting colors. <laughs> How about it? That was dumb. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what was going on. I hope people are still listening at this point and didn't turn off because Shit. you know what? Yes, it might have been stupid, but God, it was funny. And Creighton literally like almost broke me. Like died. Broke. You you were broke. You were a broken man, dude. I just for some reason the tasting of purple just makes makes me laugh. The tasting yeah. of that purple. Was, Oh, that guy is incredible, and uh, I'm not quite sure what even what even that was, but that was a conversation nonetheless. <laughs> it was indeed, and you know, like I said, he'll always be he'll always be welcome on the podcast. We're gonna bring him on again. It's 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 inevitable. Yeah. It's it's inevitable, as Thanos said. But uh, final thoughts, Creighton, on uh, anything? It's uh think it's going to be a really good spring for UT um, and not just baseball but all sports and this baseball team I think has the potential to be the best we've maybe ever seen now time will tell but man we got a great uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 game stretch here the next few weeks before conference play that I'm really excited about that I think we can really make noise and take a lot of wins. No, I agree. And as far as basketball goes, win in oh, advance, yeah. man. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna make it to the tournament, so I'm not worried about Just that. Just gotta but, win one and we've know, already been, let's win the Big Twelve. Yeah. Let's win the Big Twelve. Let's win the damn thing again. 
And let's let's win the Big 12 this year and then win our first game at least so I can get Big 12 championship merch because I didn't even want a hat or anything from that championship team last year because they <laughs> It was all for nothing. If, People don't even probably remember that we won the Big no, 12 No, they definitely because, don't. Because we literally went and did that against Abilene Christian. So, basketball, I think, is going to be okay. Except Devin Askew. Uh, <laughs> Just got to win one, and it's already better than the past years. Just got to win one tournament That's game. true. Just win one. Ain't going to be because of Devin, but just win one. I say that. I say that. Watch. He's going to hit the buzzer beater to win the Big 12 championship. Yeah, no Watch. kidding. And I will have, we, and as we've said, we will take away we the will Stoons. Indeed. And I will do it. I will do it in a heartbeat if he does that. <laughs> but uh, I don't think he will. So, yeah, that will do it for another edition of the Bevo Boys. We'll be back next week with more baseball, basketball talk, um, maybe some other stuff. Uh they took uh, team pictures for football. They did. Uh, Quinn Ewers. In the words of Cray- Creighton, what did Quinn Ewers look like? <laughs> Tiger, Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, so apparently the mullet is really having its way with uh, Quinn Ewers' scalp. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? As long as he throws for, you know, 35 touchdowns and runs for 20, you know, I'm, I'm cool with it. I don't care. That's right. So, uh Let's just see how the spring goes. And, yeah, spring football is going to start here. Oh, yeah, we got spring game already. next month. I think next it's month. already started. Yeah, spring game next month. Yeah. Yeah, so, hey, remember, man, we went to the spring game. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was the year he got fired. That was the year we were, we were like, oh, man, we're really – we were good. We got good players. We just didn't execute. I'm never going to say we don't have good players. Tom. Ugh, anyways, but – That'll do it for another edition of the Bevo Boys. Always remember the eyes of Texas are upon you and hook up.